I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Musical Theatre Mixtape podcast. Woo! Woo I'm glad you keep track of what number one because I never have a clue. I always check before just so I know. We haven't done that many. We can't lose count yet. Very true. Today, we have another very special guest, Joel Montague. You may have seen him recently playing Ogie in Waitress, but he has also done quite a lot more than that. He's uh, an incredible performer, and we are very excited to have him on the podcast. So let's get right into it. Hello, Joel, and welcome to the Musical Theatre Mixtape Podcast. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? I'm not doing too badly, thank you. Right. <laughs> shall, we, shall we get straight into it with the first question? Let's do it. How did you get into theatre? So I started to dance when I was really young. Didn't really... Yeah, so I really didn't do anything else. Um, <laughs> but then I kind of then found out that I could sing when I was young. And then things just, well, like, you know, one thing progresses to another, doesn't it? And I kind of yeah. think when your family's already involved, you kind of, you kind of don't really stray from what, what feels comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? What feels yeah. sort of homely. And that's kind of like performance felt like that from a really young age. Like I was sort of thrown onto the stage young. And I just kind of had to deal with it. Really. <laughs> um, and, and I think sort of when you're a boy and you dance a lot of the spotlight kind of naturally goes on you because there's not a lot you know especially when I was younger sort of in the 90s there wasn't loads of boys dancing do you know what I mean it was kind of like you it was football it was very football I think for me sort of since diversity came into like um Britain's Got Talent and stuff I think that's when it became more like you know, sort of mid two thousands became more cool for boys to sort of dance. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? it became more normal. Yeah, I mean, boys did dance. It wasn't like they didn't. Yeah, but it's just more acceptable now. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. it wasn't then. definitely. Um, yeah, and then I just kind of did drama, like every kid it did at school, and yeah, one thing led to another. Then went to Guildford, trained at Guildford, and the rest is history, <laughs> as they say. So, yeah. That's kind of what happened. Lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. And do you, what was the, the first musical that you saw, whether it be professional, West End tour or Amdram, whatever? 
the earliest memory I remember going to London, and I think we watched Cats and Fame in a trip. Okay, uh, on the same know, day. You, or... Yeah, I think what well, I think it was one of those. It was. I mean, it was also at a time when you could get a train back from London after showtime, which yeah. is not normal, mm. especially back up north. So you don't really get that at all. Um, so I think it was. I think it was then. Um, that must have been like early to mid nineties. Um, but it was weird, you know. I never. I actually never really watched lots of pro shows. I was always more obsessed with MGM films. Okay. Was nice. The classics. Like Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Nicholas Brothers, you know, um, Eleanor Powell, all those sort of great movie legends, Sid Charisse. I just kind of became obsessed. I wanted to be a movie director. That's what I wanted okay. to do. Um, and then I just, I just preferred performing. Really, I, th- I still like creating. I, I choreograph and direct. I've got my own company up north, like an Amdram company. But I, don't, I like they are Amdram, but I always think they're a little bit better than Amdram. If you know what I mean? Yeah, Amdram um, often know, like, has a bad stigma about the name, doesn't it? You're like, oh, it's Amdram. They do, but I do think some Amdram is pants. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not gonna let's not beat around the bush. Some of it is bad, and some of it <laughs> is actually really good. Yeah, has the complete. Op- then in the pro world, you have some shows that are really good and some that are awful. Yeah. And, you know, um, so I, I kind of think, I think you're right. It does get a bad stigma. But for me, I'm always about, my company was started with uh, myself and a friend called Malcolm Forbes Peckham. He's, well, he was just the MD on the King and I tour. Nice. Lovely. We met about 12 years ago in Manchester when he was, at, he was an associate of the Royal Northern. And, um, we just one year thought, let's just start a company. So we did. And uh, with the help of my mum, who obviously runs the dancing school, she's very good with money, thank God. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we just started shows, really, and kind of just making amateurs believe that they can do a better than better job than just sort of the norm. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Me. I just think if you Absolutely. take it more seriously, anyone can do better. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, that was long. Lovely. Wasn't it? <laughs> so cats and so, fame. <laughs> cats and fame, and then I went off on a massive tangent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's I, fine. I, we'll get straight onto the um the mixtape questions then, and go straight in with number one, which is your favourite overture. Um, my favourite overture would probably be, uh so hard on it. I love an overture. They're very underrated and never and they're never done anymore. Probably yeah. Mac and Mabel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I I also do love Funny Girl as an overture. I kind of have to probably say that. Which of course you were in a couple of years ago in London. Yeah, I love Funny Girl as an overture. It is an epic and overture. Probably. I mean, I'm definitely picking three. Um, <laughs> would be the other. Forty Second Street. Yeah. Like classics. But Three very they... popular choices on this podcast. I wish you kind of had more. You don't have an overtures now. You don't have no, overtures. they don't do it. They just go straight in um, with the first song. Yeah, and you're kind of always going to, I think, if anyone says favourite overtures, you're probably looking at like pre-1970 now, pretty yeah. much. Do you know yeah. So, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll let you have three for that one. <laughs> we'll allow it. 
<laughs> yeah. um, so question number two, a song from a musical that reminds you of your childhood. Oh my God. Song that reminds you of my childhood. Um, uh, probably, um, do you know, I want to be a dancing man from Fosse. I can't remember what show it was originally for on. I want to be a dancing man while I can. That one. I can't think what it's from, but I know the song. It was in Fosse. It was definitely from a Fosse show. Probably dancing, I'd assume it would probably be from. Um, only, only because I always remember being a kid and always being a song and dance man. So I guess that was kind of how, because that's how I first started before I found food and became a character actor. <laughs> Uh, but yeah I'd say that kind of reminds me of my festival days a bit and stuff do you know what I mean yeah when I'm dancing around I feel like Nick's searching it up I'm trying yeah. to find it but nothing's really coming up for what it's from oh. kind of just comes up with videos of it song by Fred Astaire is from Fossey it's in the movie Bell of New York oh oh maybe maybe it's just an Astaire so probably I probably wouldn't have been surprised if it would have been in dance naturally. Um because I think if you just put a Fossey next to it, it'll just come up with the dancing man in Fossey, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Mm. Um but yeah. So let's just say it's from Fossey. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a random one for me to pick, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie to you, but that's that just good. It's a nice song though. Uh, question number three, a song from your favourite musical. This is a tricky one, usually. There's so many in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Fa from my favourite musical? Yeah. If you, we'll, we'll let you have a couple for this one if you want. Uh, my favourite musical is West Side Story. It always has been West Side Story. It probably always mm -hmm. will be. Um, for sentimental values. My favourite song from West Side Story. That's pretty tricky. I would probably... I, I love the dance at the gym, so I'd probably say the Mambo, because the Mambo yeah. is just amazing. That is, that is great fun, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Dance, let your hair loose, go for it. It'd probably be the Mambo. Yeah, that's a good choice. Nice. That is a very good choice. Question number four. Mm. A song from... A favourite musical that you've done? Uh, you've got quite a lot to pick from from this one. Oh, well, I'm very fortunate I've got a lot to pick from. <laughs> what, um, what would I pick? I mean, a classic would be Don't Rain On My Parade. That would be a classic. But one that I love to sing that I never sing was probably What Bacon Can Do from Waitress. Yes. I love, I love the song. But... So yeah, um, yeah. There's just so many. But I also think when you when you've heard them so many times, they go quite generic in your head. Then yeah, you, know, you yeah. don't tend to think about them, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What bacon can do? That's a lovely song. Question number five: A song from the last musical you were in. <laughs> <laughs> Should have changed. Let's put what bacon can do for that one. For that um, one, yeah. Don't rain on my parade for the other one then. 
And of course, coincidentally, we were recording this on the 4th of July, which would have been Waitress's last show had it not yeah. had to shut early. It's a very, very sad day. There's been so many tweets and Instagram stories and everything coming today. It's been amazing. But, yeah. um, you know, you kind of say it's bittersweet, but it kind of isn't. It isn't really bittersweet. It's just bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we never really got to finish it. It's only bittersweet when you actually get to do the run and finish it. <laughs> it seems like that the waitress community is it's an incredible thing from what I've seen. It is, and I think it's very different. I think every show kind of has a cult and whatever, but there was something about waitress that... Yeah, it just felt... It was just a really warm show. Like, yeah. I think warm is the way to describe it. It actually felt this is going to be really, really horrible and tacky, but it actually reminded me of a pie. Yeah. Like, it really <laughs> reminded me of a pie. Like, it was sweet, it was warm, it was tasty, and that's just kind of what Waitress was. Like, yeah. it was kind of, it wasn't the um, the impact that like Lame is, is or Hamilton is, but just with, you know, Sarah's music and it being so sort of country and folk orientated, it was just something you could you could just relax and watch it. Yeah. But you went on a journey with Jenna and a lot of women definitely related to that, to, you know, at least one of those three girls. And yeah, yeah, I think, I just think it's a real genuine, genuine masterpiece. And I feel sorry for Waitress because I think it was always overshadowed by Hamilton, which, you know, I understand why it was. But I also feel if Waitress would have come out five years later or five years earlier, it would have been a different massive. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't think it will have its time. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think it's the last we've seen of it in London. Definitely. I I agree. I definitely don't think it. Is. So question number six. This can also be quite a tricky one. A song from a musical that you want to be in. I mean, I want to be in Hamilton. Who doesn't want to be? <laughs> yeah. You know, it'll probably have to be You'll Be Back because I'd probably want to... Well, the only role I could play is King George. Actually, my favourite song from that show is Wait For It because I would love to play Burr, but I don't think they'll ever really have a white Burr. I think it's very much the white guy plays King George, <laughs> 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 which I fully understand and has its positions for, you know, diversity in every way, shape or form. But yeah. You know, hopefully one day there will be enough shows that show diversity and therefore maybe Hamilton will start to sort of cross-cast within, you know, race, gender or whatever. Um, I think that's, I think it was a a show that was a massive marker for that. Yeah, it was a big turning point, definitely. Massively, and and hopefully down the line it, it might start shift some gears and try and do something different with it as well, which will be quite cool. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, are we going with You'll Be Back or are we going to go with Wait For It? It's your choice. I mean, Wait for it. If, if I ever got in it, I'd probably just stare at whoever played Burr and be like, oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many, how many great songs he gets to sing in that show? And he gets to play yeah. Burr. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You know, and don't, like, Leslie Odom Jr. and Giles Torreira are uh, phenomenal. Both of them phenomenal. But no wonder they won the award. Like, the part, oh, yeah. gift of a part. You know, and I think people... Absolutely. Sometimes people forget that as well. Like, you know, they go, oh, my God, the person's amazing. Yeah, they are amazing, but they have an opportunity to 
mould that role into the way they want to, but they're already given gold. When you're given gold, you've got to be really bad to make <laughs> not work. <laughs> That's the reality. I think people forget that. When you're an actor with so many tools, as like what Giles and Leslie and all those guys that play Burr have got, um, you know, it's kind of like the boys that play Evan. Same thing. Like, what a role to get at like 20 years old. Yeah. Like, mm dream of a role to get and what a sing and what a, but it's got award winning written all over it uh, all over it all you got to do is just go from a to b and be good yeah. at it thank you There's my <laughs> question number seven we actually changed this one last week to clear oh. up some confusion so it's, i believe now it's going to be a song from your least favorite musical oh from my least favorite musical mm. probably tradition i hate fiddler on the roof Okay. I I'm with you on that. I loathe the show. I absolutely loathe it. And people are probably going to say it's something to do with Jewish community. It's absolutely nothing to do with Jewish community because I did falsettos. So that's absolutely nothing to do with Jewish <laughs> I just do not... I don't... I think it's so long-winded. Mm. Like, the show is just like... I'm like, finish. Please. Yeah. You know. And that's no disrespect to... Um, Jerome Robbins did it originally. I can't remember who wrote it. How bad is that? Jerry Bock and Sheldon Harnick, I think. Um, yeah, kind of no disrespect to those legends, but never, I never got, I never got it. I got the glasses on the head dance. I was like, yeah, congratulations, wonderful piece of work. Apart from that, you know, <laughs> I've not actually seen the show. I've only ever seen the film, and I can't say it. It got me. I don't know why I've seen it twice. <laughs> I saw it once in Broadway because. Uh, Lovely Lynn Page, who choreographed Funny Girl. I was over for a week um, in between when we moved from the Menier to the Savoy. Mm-hmm. And Lynn was doing American Psycho over in Broadway when that opened. And unfortunately, that flopped. And that's a really underrated show because American Psycho is brilliant. And um, But again, was against Hamilton. Like, just had... Yeah. Everything that happened at that period had no chance against Hamilton. Like, literally... Yeah. And um, so, yeah, and then she basically said, she was like, oh, I've got free ticket tonight for Fiddler. You're coming with me. And I was like, Lynn, I hate the show. Like, I hate it. And she was like, well, apparently we need to go and see it because apparently this version is incredible. So I went and I'm so glad she took me because the, the guy that choreographed it, it was a guy called Josef Schechter. He's like, I think he's an Iranian contemporary dancer. And he'd... He just re- he just rejuvenated the whole production, and Danny Burstein, who's like a legend, yeah, was just insane. Like Estevia was just out of this world, and in my opinion, thoroughly deserved to win the Tony as well as Leslie Odom Jr. did. So um, yeah, it was a great production. So I have seen, and the other one was Chichester. I saw Chichester's one because oh, yeah. my friends are in that one as well, and they were great productions. I never got to see the one in town just gone though, and I heard that was fantastic as well. Um, but um, it's just not my sort of show. Like, yeah. you know, I don't get tradition. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> pause, mute. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Question number eight: A song from your guilty pleasure musical. You see, the problem is I don't have a guilty pleasure musical because I'm just like, I love yeah. music. 
So I don't know what we, what are we considering a guilty pleasure musical? Is that like the is that like people like shows that have loads of cults, or is that like shows that like not thirty three year old men would like, but more like seventeen year old girls would like? I don't know what what are we defining as a guilty pleasure? I don't know if you know what I mean. I mean, quite a, a popular one we've had is Joseph. They've said Joseph is their guilty pleasure. Absolutely not. Like, even <laughs> that's gone. Bye, Joseph. Good. <laughs> what else have we had? But no. <laughs> What's something that you think people wouldn't think you would like? I don't know, because anyone that knows me, I've got a Disney t-shirt on, Disney toys that behind me. Like, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, this is like my room that I'm not normally living in. With all, in all fairness to myself, um, but it—I don't know. I just love. I'm a big kid, so I kind of love every. I kind of like everything. I'm just trying to think of what people think is awful, or a little bit like. That's a that's a really hard one because I kind of mm. think like, um, if you're going like culty, like if we're talking like Heather's Rocky Horror you know, something that has, like, a cult following. I, I'm yeah. I'm from Rocky. But okay. then everyone loves Rocky Horror. Like, who doesn't love right. Rocky Horror? Do you know what I mean? Like, who doesn't love Sweet Transvestine? Like, yeah. it's a great song. So, um, if we're going for, like... Oh, God, the choice is endless. <laughs> it's endless. So, like, Joseph is a kid's show, isn't it? Yeah. So, if we're going down that route... I can't say Joseph because I just I, I haven't got the patience for Joseph. Um, name me some other shows that people have said that are guilty, and then I'll. Uh, let's have a look. I guess Wil- well, I guess Wicked's a guilty pleasure, isn't it? Yeah, I'd probably say that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, let's say Wiz- Wizard and I. I love Wizard and I. It's brilliant. Yeah, Wizard and I is probably yeah. I think I think Wicked by now is a guilty pleasure, isn't it? For people. Yeah. Yeah. That takes us on to the last question then. Number nine, your favourite Megamix. It's another thing that doesn't really happen anymore. I always sort of remember, which is the Joseph Megamix. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what was a brilliant Megamix, although the show was awful, no disrespect to everyone that was in it, and I loved them all, but the, the Viva Forever Megamix, the Spice Girls Megamix at the end, that was legendary. That was amazing. Because it kind of hid the fact that the show wasn't very good. <laughs> just left remembering the, the really good ending because you know Lynn, Lynn Page was, who choreographed that show was wonderful like the people that put on the show were great it was just the end product was not and I think that's weird sometimes you'll find that in shows sometimes you have all the right components but it just doesn't connect and I think that's kind of what happened with Viva Forever it had the blue mm. something amazing but just didn't really like just didn't quite get there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I always think it's a bit like what's happened with Take That, because they had, like, Never Forget, and then they had the band, and it's like, boys, have you just got the idea that no one really gives a hell about a Take That? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not a bad thing, it's just like, it ain't working. Yeah. You know? And it's fine for it not to work. Like, Jersey Boys works. You know, Mamma Mia works. I don't know how, but it works. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We were rock you, so I think, yeah, that would that would be my best mega mix. I think. Okay. I think. Fever forever. That's a new one. That's a new one. Um, yeah. 
Hey, who doesn't love a Spice Girls Mega Mix, though? Very yeah. true. I mean, it definitely hid the fact that the show wasn't very good, though. Like, I can say that on this, can't I? I can't. Do you know what I don't care? It's done. It's not coming back, is it? Let's be honest. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not hire me because I've got an opinion. Ridiculous. <laughs> that is, I think that is, for me, that's the wonderful thing about theatre, though, is it is about opinions. Yeah, it's so yeah, open. Definitely. Um, and I think that's why you have, you know, that tour de force of Hamilton coming in because it, the hype that it got and, and the hype that it deserved. Like, even the fact that it's just dropped on Disney Plus yesterday. I do not know one person in theatre that has not watched that production already. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. People have straight away watched it because... So, in one sense, I'm kind of hoping that the government look at that and go, Wow. Well, if millions of people in the UK are foaming to watch Hamilton on Disney Plus and have even just applied for Disney Plus just to watch Hamilton. Yeah. We need to get the London theatres and theatres back quicker than we thought, which yeah. really be beneficial to all of our lives. Yeah, so, but it's it's just got Disney Plus a hell of a lot of money. I mean, uh, colossal, colossal. And I think it's some people kind of said to me, you know, would you not think they should do this more with musicals? And I'm like, well, the original casts maybe. Like if there if there was the original cast of Lame Is at the Barbican, hell yeah. But, you know, the 85th cast of Phantom, no one's going to care about. Like, do you know what I mean? They'll go yeah. and watch Phantom because they want to watch the show live. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go to Hamilton on Broadway or London and be like, expect to see Lynn. Do you know what I mean? Like, they'll go because yeah, definitely. they might have watched it and gone. And I think that's quite funny. Some people kind of go, oh, but if we put it online, then no one's going to come watch it. I'm like, well, I actually think the reverse. I think yeah. once you something people are more inclined to go and watch it because they're like oh i really want to see that live now i really want to be in the atmosphere because yeah theater's not made for tv like that no there's nothing like being in the room well in the room where it happens amen (laughs) but um but it's true like you know we all talk about this and people kind of go yeah but we don't want it going out because then people won't come watch the show and i'm like why like of course they'll come and watch the show i'm like They'll want to see what it's like in person. Surely. Mm. That's what yeah. theatre... I'll tell you what, I watched the Hamilton recording yesterday and all it made me want to do is go to the theatre and watch yeah. something live. And I think it did... For me, I think it did such an amazing thing for everyone. It was, you know, so nice to see all, like, the Hamilton lot post their pictures and saying how much of an amazing time they had. Either people that filmed it or the people that were just part of the Hamilton family or whatever... And it's kind of like today with Waitress Clothes, the same thing. All the people from Waitress have posted about how wonderful it was to be part of the show. And I just, there's a massive community. And I just feel like at the moment, the government are really not focusing on how much it's affecting more than just the people that put the show on. Like it's affecting the entire country. You know, the fact that they can't go and we can all watch films because we can watch them on Netflix or yeah. you yeah. can't watch theatre. Like, you can't do it. So it, 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 it blows my mind, things like that, because I'm like, people just need to get on it. If you, even if you're nothing to do with theatre, if you love watching a show, go, do something about it. Kick off to someone. Just, you know, spread word on social media, and before you know it, it just blows up and blows up, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're back. And... I like. I'd like to think we're going to be back before the end of the year. I mean, obviously not waitress. Fingers like, crossed. 
you know, I, I just don't, I just don't think it will last. Like, I, I can't see how we're expected to, you know, I mean, all that money over Christmas that London will lose is, is crazy. Like, that's yeah. something like 30 million pounds a year the West End takes. Mm. Like, that's a lot of money to lose, London. Exactly. Good luck, government. Yeah, and it's not... It's not just the theatres as well. It's the the pubs, the bars, the restaurants around the theatres. Like, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully, let's hope. So that that is the last question of the mixtape. I'm gonna read back your choices now, one by one, to see how you'd like to listen to it as a as a mixtape. So first off, we have the Knack and Mabel Funny Girl on Forty Second Street Overture. You got. I want to be a dancing man from Fosse. Yeah. Mambo from West Side Story. It's a track. Don't rain on my parade from Funny Girl. Into yeah. what Bacon can do from Waitress. Yeah. Wait for it from Hamilton. Tradition from Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard and I from Wicked, and ending it with the Viva Forever mega mix. How does that sound? Great. Sounds like a great mix. It apart from tradition. <laughs> you can just skip that one. You've always got to have one that you you skip every time. Well, I mean, like that's like most musicals, isn't it? You always like you're like, oh no, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Most yeah, of them. No, no. Whatever <laughs> comes on my iTunes, I'm like, oh no, I can't hear one day. I can't hear it anymore. Like I've heard that <laughs> singing, it's wonderful and it's brilliant, but I just, you just can't hear it anymore. I'm like, no, I don't need to hear it. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Joel. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for asking me. And have a great time on your final waitress Zoom call tonight. We will. We'll try. We'll try. We hope it comes back soon. Hopefully. Oh, it will have its time. Absolutely, boys. Thank Lovely. you. Thank you for listening again. Um, we'll be back next week with a brand new guest. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Or we're available on Spotify as well, but you can't rate on there, so don't leave us a rating there. <laughs> Even if you're listening on Spotify, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a lovely little five-star. It'll really help us out. And go follow us on our Instagram and Twitter pages where you'll get all the latest news and updates about the podcast find out who the guests are and when they have been uploaded and remember we want theatre to come back so keep posting keep sharing get it trending send emails to your local MP we'll be back get theatre back again thank you very much and see you next week bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.